Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Thanks for joining us on, you know, whatever platform and day you happen to be joining. And I gotta tell you, this is gonna be even more unique than most episodes. I know we say that a lot, but I think... Well, we're young, yeah. you know? It's like when you're two years old, everything's new. And then you're like, wow, this is there's a unique experience. I'm going to right. the bathroom. But I think this is the first time we were trying a beer that we are both uh, pretty skeptical about. Pretty hesitant. Yeah. But we're doing it. We're making that sacrifice and trying one of the very popular milkshake IPAs that have come into existence. And Vince, I don't know if you want to jump into the craze for a moment, but it's taken the nation by storm. It has. It has. Uh, a, a previously mentioned individual, Topher, loves, my friend Topher loves milkshake IPAs. I have not been a huge fan of them. Um, that being said, I think the beer that we are going to have today has some potential to yeah. change my mind, particularly because of where it's from. Right. So let's, what are we drinking today, Tom? We are drinking a beer called Strawberry Double Marbles. It comes from Moore Brewing Company right here in Illinois, specifically Villa Park. I don't know where that is, yeah, but it's, I it's trust you. North of Chicago. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time in Villa Park, but we know that Moore Brewing has been doing some good work for a while. And like we said, it's a milkshake IPA, which sounds like quite a contradiction, which is one of the reasons why I think we're not so sure how how we're going to feel about this. Yeah, if I'm being quite honest with you, I've absolutely had a a milkshake IPA before, and it didn't quite agree with me. Part of that was I didn't realize it was a milkshake IPA. I thought I was having an IPA that was had all these fruits in it, right. and as you know, I'm a sucker for that. So I was like, "Wow!" I do have to say that I almost get pulled in every single time because some of the flavor combinations that are made possible by them adding—I I would assume—by them adding that sort of layer of lactose yeah. and milk in there look absolutely stunning. And I would say this is probably one of the simpler milkshake IPAs I've seen in that it's pretty much just got. Uh, strawberry and vanilla as the as the flavors. Well, yeah, the description itself says the beefier sibling to strawberry marbles. This milkshake style double IPA is brewed with mosaic hops, milk, sugar, vanilla, and a whole lot of strawberry. That's how it actually ends the sentence. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm excited about the whole lot of strawberry. Right. I'm also excited to see Moore's take on it because we've had a couple of them. I've had a couple. I think you've at least had one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, uh, I I've had a Moore, and it was nothing like this, but I, I did enjoy it. And what, what was the one that you had? Uh, partially cloudy. Partially cloudy. That's yeah. right. I've tried that. Uh, I also want to mention that this is eight percent alcohol, so it's. When it says beefier, that's what we're talking about. It's really... It's a beefy boy. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm trying to have an open mind to most things these days, and I don't want to completely pigeonhole this one right no. out of the gate, so we're going to give it a fair try. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I Quite frankly, I'm thinking about nothing other than the iconic scene from the classic childhood movie, um, Sandlot. Ah, where he says, 
how can I have some more if I haven't had any yet? <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Vince! <laughs> One other comment before we open these. Uh, the can features a creature that looks oddly like Petey Piranha from the Nintendo franchise. I see you're more of a student of the Nintendo franchise. I'm assuming I recognize what you're talking about. I didn't yeah. know that that had a name. That, oh, Petey Piranha? That yeah. thing. Yes. Everyone knows what I'm He's had a lot of kind of an evolving role in the in the franchise. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but he doesn't have a standalone game, nor does Waluigi, but we don't need to get into that today. Well, maybe we will. We'll find out. <laughs> I, to me, it looks yeah. a little bit for the musical theater folks in there. Little Shop of Horrors, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, that the creature, which that's is true. basically a gigantic Venus there's, flytrap. There's not a lot of uh, there's not a Venn diagram that's big between the theater community and people that like Nintendo Mario games. It's very. Sliver. I would think it's bigger than we think. But I am part of that very tiny sliver. So you're a big musical theater guy. I mean, I know enough. Okay, there's a difference. I know, I like, I know enough about video games, but I didn't yeah. know that Petey Pablo had a name. Let's um let's let's just open these and just let's just get into it. Also, what, it was Petey what? Petey Piranha. Petey Piranha. Okay, Petey Pablo right. is the artist behind such bangers as... What the... Freak-a-leak. Cheers. Cheers. See, it smells so good. It just tricks me every time. It does smell... It smells like a it milkshake. Smells it smells great. It's amazing. A strawberry milkshake, which yeah. you can't... You can have too many of, so you gotta we be gotta careful. We gotta rip the band-aid off. Let's just take Let's just have it. Let's see. Okay, I just took a big a big gulp, and the beginning was very good, and now the aftertaste is settling in, and I'm not as into it. That's generally what happens. That's why I took a small gulp, and I I was surprised. I said, you know what, this tastes good. It tastes tastes like an alcoholic milkshake. <laughs> I think yeah. part of it is that it's so basic in terms of the number of ingredients that are in there. They're not messing around. It's just it's that vanilla and strawberry, and that's not terrible. Yeah, here's another big gulp. Um, okay. That's getting a little better, actually, for me. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I was ready to hate it. <laughs> the expectations were yeah. bottom of the barrel. The bar was so low. Okay. Well, let's talk about things you were ready to hate that you ended up actually kind of enjoying. That's an excellent question. Um do you have anything that props to mind immediately? Yeah. Because I'll need a second to think about this. I, I, do, I do have a couple things. So the first thing that comes to mind is the group Portugal the Man. I don't... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a rebel just for kids Yeah. Now. So I didn't, I didn't want to like them from afar because they just seemed like one of those annoying like hipster fan bases that they just tell you like how much you don't know about music. And then... About five years after they took off, I got really into their um, their one of their first albums, the one that has uh, the the Jesus song. I'm com- I'm blanking on that. Oh, Evil Friends. Okay, and I'm glad you came up with that because I wasn't. Yeah, now I'm really into them, and I know you're not you know as into music as I am, but that's one. Another one that comes to mind is a show we talked about already, Ted Lasso. I was. Great. I don't, we need to rehash that whole thing, but I was prepared not to like that. I think I everyone like was, lot, but we yeah. do. I, we've discussed it, and for the reasons right. that we've discussed, it's right. it was a commercial that turned into a, it, right. it turned into a show, and it's really it really is fantastic. I think for me, there's a couple of them. One was I was absolutely ready to despise Rent. Oh, the musical, the musical that got Rent. turned into the movie. Yeah. Despise it. It's a catchy song. 
525,600 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You could go off on it because they're a bunch of deadbeat, what, 19-year-olds who just like, for some reason, think they don't have to pay rent, which is not exactly what Well, they also live in like a warehouse-sized apartment and they somehow all split it. Like there's no, there aren't apartments that really look like that. Except the one in Friends. Whoa. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think the other one for me would be musically. It's Lizzo. 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 Oh, you ready to you ready to dive into this one? Is <laughs> yeah, I'll dive. I'll dive in because I'll tell you what she became so popular yeah. amongst all of. I was really heavily into the comedy community here, and she became really popular because she's got a lot of great messages about body positivity, and quite frankly, she crushes it. She does a great job. Yeah. But I'm one of those people that I hear something so good over and over that before I hear it, I'm like, okay, you got to impress me now. And I just refuse to listen to her. You can't escape her, though. And so what I found was happening was I was singing along to songs and going, this song's awesome. And somebody would say, do you know who this is? And I'd go, no, who is it? And they'd say Lizzo. And I'd be like, dang it. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, you just kind of keep forgetting that she's popping up everywhere. Yeah, because it's good. Feeling good as hell. Yeah. And then you also, like, you don't want to, in situations like that, seem like you're jumping on a bandwagon. But then if you wait too long, then there's kind of no way around doing that. Right. So you have to walk this fine line. Or I guess you don't have to, but I always You have to walk this lonely it. road. Oh, God. Are you about to go down a Green Day road? You know what? Let, let's talk about Green Day. Talk about Green yeah, Day. Green Day. Now, I've been a fan of Green Day for a very long time, but I do... Before they were hot? Oh, way, way before. But so I, you are driving the bandwagon. Well, I mean, I was I was only two years old when Dookie came out in 1994, but... Just jamming to it. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I, my, the, one of the first CDs I, CDs I ever bought was uh, Warning by Green Day, which has... Minority Warning, a song called Blood, Sex, and Booze, which is a seven-year-old that didn't know much about two of those things. Frankly, all three. <laughs> well, blood, blood, yeah. fair enough. Fair but enough. I think that, um, I do think that when American Idiot came out, I had a very complicated reaction to that because, like, yes, I liked a lot of the songs and I loved them, and then, like, so many other people got into them, like after I already was, that I almost resented that they were getting into it. So now I, I'm kind of wondering if milkshake IPA people feel the same way about us. About us. I, now we're saying that we like it. No, 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 no. I want to make it very clear <laughs> that, that I, I'm considering this an exception to the rule. I will not be going out and purchasing yeah. milkshake IPAs like crazy. Right. I'm impressed by the flavor palette there they have. Right. Maybe I'll, I'll grab one in the future. I'm sure we'll do a couple more here just right. to keep the scales balanced. But you, you all, all the bus drivers or all, the, all that love milkshake IPAs can <laughs> feel safe. I'm not getting on. And to finish the analogy for, for Green Day, you know, pretty much since American Idiot, they've churned out so many albums that have been terrible. They're just not – they're completely forgettable albums. So – I don't know if that's what's next to come for for the milkshake IPA industry, but all I know is that my Green Day exists in the years 1994 to 2004, and after that, I pretty much just pretend like that they have stopped. Okay, 
interesting because I'm gonna I'm gonna go exactly into that that range where there is a portion of the catalog that was universally beloved. People loved Nickelback oh! for about four years. Yeah, they sold out and they continue to sell out concerts. Right. And then all of a sudden, it became popular to hate them. Right. And are you? That's another bandwagon. Once everybody hates Nickelback. I kind of sat there. I'm like, well, how did they get popular if everybody hates them? That can't be true. And this is another like, bandwagon. Do I join the hatred bandwagon? Which is, for some reason, far more acceptable. But then also, now I feel like Nickelback is starting to come around where it's like, no, they when actually... When I come around <laughs> <laughs> to bring us full yeah, circle. Yeah, very full, full circle. I, I feel like the same thing is happening right now with Imagine Dragons, where they, when they started... They were like kind of like the new popular thing, and now people want to hate on them. I'd agree. And are they going to have a comeback in like five years, and we're going to be like, oh, actually, they weren't so bad all along. Did you know Imagine Dragons is an anagram? <laughs> is it really? Yeah, they said it's an anagram, but they won't tell anybody what it is. What's an anagram? What's it, what it Boy, is an anagram that's of? That's an annoying. That's an annoying thing to announce. I know, but I really want to know now. Like, it's ins- I I honestly have not been. Yeah. more curious about something that I know I'm not going to have access to than or outside of maybe like the Pamela Anderson sex tape when I was nine, <laughs> you know? Oh, I just, just knew I wasn't going to have the I just, ability to get that. <laughs> I just had a thought that I'm not, I'm not going to you know what I am going to, I am going to go for it. Yeah. So <laughs> you said, you mentioned Pamela Anderson. Yeah. She was the first person I had ever, like, someone had handed me a, a printed out, like, naked photo. <laughs> a printed out? Like, on yeah. eight and a half by, or yeah. eight by eleven and a half? Yes, I'll never forget. I'm eight not going to say who 11. it was, because they might be listening, they might not be, but yeah. Like, Shout school, out to Tom's dad. <laughs> at school, they, like, slipped me this piece of paper that it was her, like, it was folded up, and it was black and white. It, was, it wasn't even in color. It was like they had printed off on a... Apple, like, 2003-era Mac and said, hey, you're going to want this for later. And I'm like, what is it? And then I I just had it for a while. I certainly don't have it anymore, but... Was it Mark Donatelli? <laughs> no, it was not. Hey! No. But Vince, what I want to know is are we going to feel so sympathetic out of the, the glass as we are out of the can? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'll, let's, shortly. let's see. I don't think this is going to have any... Oh, God. Yeah, I don't like the way this looks coming out. Sorry, in. it's it's just it makes sense that it I the way it tasted, I was expecting it to be very like pink and milky and it's just like a little uh it's a little more beer like, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. I didn't pour the whole thing out cuz I I, I shouldn't I shouldn't have, but I poured a good portion yeah. of it. So, well, let's let's not waste any time. Let's let's give it a sip. It's interesting I it, it doesn't smell as good outside of the can, but I wonder if that's just because oxygen has gotten in. I was hoping there was going to be a big difference, but there really isn't. No, it's good. If we're going to put this on a scale across beers, and everybody has their individual taste, yeah. and my individual taste just skews very far away from milkshake IPAs, usually things with things with heavy amounts of lactose, I'm going to like less Right. when it comes to beer. But if we're going to put this on, I've had like at this point three or four milkshake IPAs, on the scale of milkshake IPAs, this is very high. This is well done. I mean, it's yeah. I think I've I've made it pretty clear if I at this point that I'm not a huge fan of Pilsners, but we had Ala Salute that was phenomenal. Yeah, we love we liked Ala Salute. 
I just thought of something. So, talking about like unexpected outcomes in a positive way. Okay. Uh, many many years ago, I went to see a movie with my family that I had really low expectations for, and I ended up really, frankly, enjoying the movie. Can I guess what it was? Sure. Was it Memento? <laughs> with my family? I don't know. <laughs> That movie came out when I was eight years old. So you wouldn't have been able to get in without your family. It all tracks. No. Well, when you find out what it is, you're going to feel really strange. It was Crazy (laughs) Stupid Love. Oh, great film. Great film. Yeah. And my grandmother, uh, who's turning 90 very soon, she's notorious for, if you go to the movies with her, she talks in your ear the whole time. (laughs) And I happen to be sitting next to her. And we we had a really delightful time watching this this movie. And I, I remember going and being like, this is going to be stupid. This is another romantic comedy, you know. And then that was really before Ryan Gosling was like a big, big deal. He had no, done, he it had was done, kind of right there, dude. He was, that was right that at was, the height. I feel like after that, he really took off in terms of... After that? I thought that was, that was kind of right there. It, that was right around the same time as Drive, wasn't it? Or am I That was crazy? before Drive. It was before Drive? Right. Like it was the biggest thing he had been in was the Notebook, which had was like six years. Well, what about before. Remember the Titans? Only diehards recognize him and Remember the Titans, but a young Ryan. Anyways, Gosling. my point is similar thing. Like I didn't want to like it. I went in, ended up actually liking it. Um, but I wouldn't say that Crazy Stupid Love is one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, it's they came out in the same year. Drive and Crazy Stupid Love. That definitely came out before Drive, though. Okay. I'm just saying. Just wanted to what about that. Blue Valentine, Lars and the Real Girl? Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> okay, right. hold on. Blue Valentine is a fucked up movie. I actually haven't seen it, but I have seen <laughs> Lars and the Real Girl, and it's like such I've a departure. It. I've seen that too, yeah. It's such a departure for Ryan Gosling. I almost said Reynolds, because it's just like I, all I want to do is talk well, about it. Well, I love Ryan Gosling, but I, he only really has two settings as an actor, and it's either like, I'm the hilarious goofy charming guy or i'm the stoic all internalized inside person i don't know if i would go the hilarious goofy charming guy because he's constantly he's a phenomenal straight man he in crazy stupid love he's a phenomenal straight man steve carell sets him up and he goes what what's what's but he isn't but he isn't charming in that movie very charming the charming no argument right but i think like i wouldn't say he's hilarious in that movie yeah he he doesn't he knows how to execute half of a joke. His half of a joke, for sure. He was yeah. on Kimmel with, uh, I think, Will Ferrell. Do you remember the Knife Guys? Yeah. He's definitely like perfectly built for the talk show format because you just set him up for quippy stories and a few sarcastic things. But Have you been drinking? I'll drive. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Harrison Ford is in the talk show Hall of Fame as far as just doing... Why? Because... He makes everything sound hilarious in like very dry ways. Like his, he's got the driest sense of humor of any celebrity by far. Interesting. Maybe even drier than Zach Galifianakis. People don't don't sleep on Harrison Ford. Don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> he might sleep. fall asleep on you. He's pretty yeah. old. <laughs> Didn't he just get? I feel like he just got his ears pierced recently. Calista Flockhart's done a number. Oh, on he's been his ears have been pierced since the since the. George H.W. Bush administration. Oh, yeah. hello. It just to me, 
the bushes in general as you go down the line they just look like you know how pokemon evolve yeah. into better versions <laughs> like the bush family's <laughs> done the opposite like the best version was hw and then we got like half of hw with w and like god knows what what jeb was so is like is that the inverse result of when you had to trade graveler to get golem and then you didn't know that were you part of this? Phenomenon? No, no, I, yeah, yeah, but I don't remember Graveler versus Golem. I remember um, they wouldn't. Graveler would not evolve into Golem unless you traded him to somebody. So like sometimes you would like say, "Hey, I'm going to trade you," but then you're going to trade him back, and then sometimes people would be like, "Actually, no, I'm not going to trade back with you. I've got Golem now." <laughs> Which one was Golem? It, Golem is he the, was the big giant rock that had arms. It was I thought Geodude. that was Geo Dude. No, this is even more so. It's like Geodude, Graveler, and Golem. Where that oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yep, right. yep. Oh, and yeah, Graveler was Geodude, Graveler. Geodude was great. Yeah. I just love the name Geodude. Geodude. I'm also... Somebody had a great point the other day. They were like, uh, why does people remember uh, Pikachu's name? Oh, that's what it was. It was kids and young adults know more... Pokemon names than they do actual animal species. And somebody said, well, animal species don't really make a habit of saying their names constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Platypus. Psyduck. Did you watch, speaking of Pokemon, did you watch Detective Pikachu? I did. I did see it. Did you tear up a little bit? No. Okay, so you don't have a heart. Yeah, I'm soulless. Also, I did not, I I just didn't see Ryan Reynolds being that guy's dad. I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't see it at all. Sorry. It makes... I wasn't that into Detective Pikachu. You know what? I don't know if there's any thematic pulls to this episode, but I, I'm I'm glad I think that we the, had this. I think the thematic pull in general yeah. is uh, <laughs> things things that you either had very high expectations for that didn't live up, or, or more accurately, opposite. very low and they did. Yeah. And I had very low expectations for Detective Pikachu. I did. I said, "There's just no way. Why is Ryan Ryan Reynolds doing this to himself?" Yeah. But it was enjoyable. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to giving this a three point two five out of five. I think it is it's certainly better than I thought. I don't know if I would want another one. But well, it's 8%. I, I, I would I would never I would never like say never again. It's interesting um, because I most certainly do not want more. But I'm glad I tried it. I'm glad I had it. I think I would give it... It's really hard for me to... Because I now remember what I gave Gumball Head. To, what was that? 2.75, I think. It's you hard it for 2. me. 2.5. Yeah, it's hard for me to go above that. And I don't think I will. I think 2.25. Uh, Vince is out of five Vince's for this one. And that's that's on the high end for Milkshake IPAs for me, I think. So it's still not a good score. But much better than you were expecting to give Yes, it. I was ready to give it a one. Yeah. I was ready to give all milkshake IPAs a one. I credit to Moore Brewing. They did a great job. Yeah, and that's why we take an open-minded approach on this show because uh, you never know. You absolutely never know. And I wanted to shout out to whoever your friend was that said, "Are you guys going to do a milkshake?" <laughs> yeah, it was a woman. It's just she didn't sound like that. But <laughs> it was more more about more about like. All my friends actually sound like the teachers from the Charlie Brown universe. So. At least they don't sound like Mr. Garrison. 
Oh boy, we, we should stop it right there. But um, but thank you all for listening. Please like and subscribe to our show. Follow the Instagram page at friday.night.beers. Um, I don't have anything else really to add unless you do, Vince. You know what? Why don't we actually take this opportunity, if we've got about 30 seconds, to yeah. read one of our favorite uh, Apple reviews. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Um, so Vince is going to pull that up. It's titled Praise B, and it reads as following. Brace yourselves, ladies and gents. If you're looking for an exciting and informative podcast, this is your Battlestar Galactica. Prepare for hosts Vince and Tom to take you on a magic carpet ride. At the end of that ride, you'll be rolling off laughing, so hopefully Abu will pull you back up. Wow. Well, thank you, uh, 300,000th Papa. <laughs> More than that, 8, eight million. <laughs> All right, well that's fair. Um, yeah, so if you write one of those, we'll read it on the show. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Papa eight six seven five three zero nine for both your charming uh, username and your delightfully Aladdin themed um, review. Which, interestingly enough, you can tell he's a hardcore fan because we always come back to Aladdin. Yeah, but until then, I'm Tom and I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. Thanks a lot. <laughs>